This episode of the Chapter Next podcast is being brought to you by our title sponsor, Pump 5 Fuel Delivery Service, recorded and produced by our friends at Podcast Town. Pump 5 delivers quality car service directly to our members' cars. Do you hate going to the gas station? Our specially trained service providers will bring the gas directly to your car. Do you have no time to have your car detailed? Do you need tire services? Our members use our app to have our service providers bring their skills directly to their cars wherever their car is parked. So how does your morning look? Do you have to take the kids to school? Do you have to get up at ungodly hours to go to work? Are you desperately missing those last 20 minutes of sleep because you know you told yourself the night before that you had to go to the gas station? Well, our members enjoy a life where they can just get up, walk outside, get into their freshly cleaned, full tank cars, and go about their day. We want you to be able to enjoy that too. So be sure to check our website at www.pump5, that's P-U-M-P-F-I-V-E dot com. Welcome to the Chapter Next podcast. I am Talithia Thompson. I'm a mom, a grandma, a serial entrepreneur, and right now I'm just doing my best to make this next chapter of my life the best chapter of my life on purpose. Hello, everybody. My name is Talithia Thompson, and I would like to welcome you all back again to the Chapter Next podcast. If you have been around for any amount of time and have been lucky enough to catch any of my earlier interviews, you will know by now that you are in for a really special treat. All of the women that I've been able to really sit down and spend some time with and and kind of talk to have been like just powerful and wise and just crazy life-changing all in their own right. I mean, they've been in different industries. They don't have the same goals. They don't do the same stuff, but they are really literally changing their own world and working to change the world of the women around them just by being themselves. And our guest today is no different. I'd like to introduce you to Rosa Alejandra. Did I say that right? You said that right. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited for y'all to meet her. The sister's whole tagline is woman up and the whole idea of just helping boss women to get shit done. That's what she says. That's her. And (laughs) that encompasses her whole brand in a nutshell, but it's an awesome brand and she's got a wonderful message. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce her and let her tell you a little bit more about herself. And let's get started. Rosa, what would you like for our listeners to know? Welcome to the Chapter Next podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. First of all, thank you for having me and for being so gracious with me. Second, I'm very excited to be here. And yes, my name is Rosa Alejandra. I am a neuro-linguistic programming coach and I am also a trainer for personality assessment and valuations. And I absolutely love what I do because I get to help them bosses get out of their behavioral patterns that are limiting their movement forward or they're keeping them stuck so that they can get back to getting shit done. So you're absolutely right. That is definitely what I use. And my ultimate, ultimate, ultimate goal really is to eradicate competition amongst women. So within what I do, I love to kick it with women like you, because if we woman up, then we are healed enough and healthy enough to help another woman up. So I love that. And thank you for having me here. You are welcome. And thank you for coming. The whole idea of somebody actively working to eradicate competition amongst the women, that by itself deserves like... (laughs) Just all the applause in the world. Because the truth is, if we women just get it together and work together, man, this world will be a different place. So let's do it. I'm excited. One of the first things I do want to point out that I appreciate it, even just from seeing her on Facebook. In fact, that's how we met. 
I was able to see some of her, her ads that she had on Facebook and they spoke to me and where I am in my life. And I knew I wanted to talk to somebody who was actively working on helping people to change their thought patterns. Because I know if you can change how you think, then you change how you react. Because usually your thoughts are, they're based on just that basic stuff on the inside that you may or may not even know is, <laughs> is in there. But it's definitely stuff that affects what we do all day, every day. And I just remember sitting there thinking like, okay, neuro-linguistic. So neuro, that's my brain patterns. Linguistic, I remember that class from college. You know what I mean? As far as like how things are said. And I'm like, hold up, let me find this woman. <laughs> because <laughs> there is something there and I know I need it. So if you could explain to everybody a little bit more about what exactly neurolinguistics is and how you are using that to help the women in your space right now. Absolutely. A very simple example is you might be deciding to do something at a conscious level, but then you get this voice in the head telling you, no, you can't. No, you're not good enough. No, that's bullcrap. That's not for you. Remember, you were not born into that or you will never be that. That's what we work with with neurolinguistic programming. So we help you create new neuro patterns. So that you can change the inner conversation that you're having with yourself. We all have a duality about ourselves. So we operate out of a conscious mind while we're awake, while we decide to, for example, you and I have decided to get on here at a conscious level, but my subconscious took me out saying, no, you ain't got nothing to do. Just relax, chill, don't worry, right? So you have to really create strategies to help you stay on task. Otherwise, your subconscious will, you know, the fishing string and will pull you right back with it. And if you can imagine a grass, a brand new patch of grass, beautiful green, it has no patterns, right? But you start walking on one way or in one direction, and then you walk over it again, and then you walk over it again, you walk over it again, pretty soon you're going to have a walkway. So that's exactly what we do with neurolinguistics. We help you rewire, rewrite the limiting stories that you have, all the limiting beliefs that you were programmed to believe in since you were young, so that you can create new neural patterns that prove to you, because it's not just about wishful thinking. It's not just about mantras and positive thinking. It's more about you have to generate pathways that prove to you that you are good enough, that prove to you that this is possible because now you've accomplished it. So my whole thing is you can do this while being in action, because at the end of the day, we have to prove your old patterns wrong. I love it. And we have to do it on purpose. And that's what you have been helping women to do. So how exactly does somebody end up doing that? Like, if you think about like, whatever it was you were thinking about being or doing as like a teenager or as a child, I'd be very surprised if you wanted to help people with their neurolinguistic patterns as a kid. <laughs> Although it has happened, I'm not saying it hasn't, <laughs> I would just be very surprised. So tell us a little bit more about like 20 and 25-year-old Rosa and how you ended up just in the career path that you're in now. Like, how long have you been doing this? What did you do at first? Was this always your plan? Like, tell us a little bit more about that. No, girl, it's called life bitch slapping me. That's what it's yeah. called. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how that goes. <laughs> exactly. You know what's funny, though? 
when we're born, we, well, when we're little, I should say, we have all these dreams and we're fearless. Even if we live in a negative household or we have negative people around us, or we live in fear, we still have this endless dream mind, right? You're always in the future. You could be super sad. And then if your mother or your friend came in and gave you a Wonder Woman cape, you put that shit on and you suddenly believed a hundred percent you were Wonder Woman and nothing could convince you otherwise. And I think that adulting really cut or severed that connection with our childhood. And that's what happens, right? But I remember when I was young, I had dreams. I had two dreams in my life, right? And when I say dreams, I mean while I was sleeping and they were constant. One of them was, I was, you know, like the Lion King rock that is a little bit tilted like this. I was all the way at the tip. I was dressed in white. And then I had a huge sword in my hand and I would look down and I was actually on a white Pegasus. It was so cool. I love that. Yeah, but it wasn't just that. I would turn behind me and there was thousands of women exactly like me with swords and Pegasus. And I was like, wow, I never knew what that meant. Never. So I went on about life. My other dream was I am going to have dance studios because I am a dancer and a choreographer by heart. I am a creative by heart. So... I grew up dancing and I love nothing more than dancing. As a matter of fact, when I was in high school, they said, Rosa, if you get good grades, because Rosa doesn't like the books, (laughs) Rosa, if you get good grades, I'm going to make you master teacher of folklorico, which is a Mexican style dance and shit. Rosa started getting A's because she wanted to go to college and wanted to be a dance teacher. So fast forwarding, I did end up opening my studios. I did that for, gosh, maybe 25, 27 years. I've always choreographed. I had a dance fitness studio, so I was always extremely active. I loved it so much, and I am such a giver, which is really odd because I'm a Sagittarius, and we tend to be kind of selfish, but we're selfish with our time, not with our love. So I didn't know how much I was giving. I never realized that I was already teaching anywhere from 35 to 38 hours a week by myself. So I literally drug myself down to the ground and I ended up with sciatic nerve. I ended up with a bulging disc, a herniated disc and Hashimoto's disease, all because of how bad I was treating my body. So I had to close the studio. I was bedridden for seven months. In those seven months, I got with a boyfriend because I don't really like to have boyfriends. They're too much work. But I got with a boyfriend. <laughs> I see you laughing at me. <laughs> they can't be. So, I wasn't going to contribute. But yeah, you might be on something. Go ahead. <laughs> again, I'm selfish with my time. Well, yeah. But it was so funny because he was really courting me. And I said, look, dude, this and this and this is happening. If you want to get with me, you're going to pay my car bill because I'm about to lose everything. And I don't have any responsibilities. You're going to take care of me. And he agreed. I'm like, fuck it. Here we go. So I literally moved in with men just because I was literally helpless. I couldn't move. I couldn't cook for myself. I couldn't walk. Nothing. I'm thankful for his care, but this man worked two hours away. He had to commute. So every time he fed me, it was McDonald's or whatever he picked up through the sure. drive through and I gained a hundred pounds. So that put me in so much depression because now when I was able to walk again, I lived in a body that I used to think I was a badass. I'm not a badass anymore. I was destroying myself because I was not who I was before. How did I let this happen? And I went through my own shit show for about four years. I was just depressed, couldn't get out. Who am I supposed to be now? And then I moved to Chicago running away from my clients because all of my clients, every time they saw me, Rosa, are you going to teach again? Oh, 
And now I would be so angry. I started actually lashing out because it's like, I'm human, bitches. I'm human. Like, do I get to be human every now and then? And one of them, I saw her at a teller. <laughs> we were outside the bank. We were at a teller. And she's like, oh my God, Rosa, you're back in town. You know, are you going to teach again? I don't teach again. I'm in pain. I'm sick. And she literally said it. And I'm so glad she said it because that's when I found my peace. She's like, girl, we don't care any about that. We just want to know when you're going to teach us something again. See? And I was like, fuck this shit. Right? <laughs> Excuse me. Exactly. By the way, is it okay to curse? <laughs> sure. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> it's like for us permission, right? You know, I think if I've been against cursing, I might have a different guest. <laughs> We've talked enough at this point that I know what I'm getting into. Go for it. Be you. Bring it, sis. <laughs> so that's the day I actually said, okay, I'm done with this. And I sat down and I talked to God and I'm like, okay, dude, what do you want from me? What am I supposed to do from this point on? I don't get it. I had one dream in my life and I followed it and I accomplished it and now everything's gone. I don't get it. What do you want from me, right? And for some reason, he said, move to Chicago. Craziest thing. Why would you move to Chicago with so much pain in your body when Chicago gets freaking cold, right? But Chicago introduced me to the world of self-development. I was already introduced when my son was nine years old because I read a book by, good Lord, I cannot even think of her right now, but it's uh, You Can Heal Your Life by Louis Hay. I remember now. Oh, Louis Hay. So that's where I started my healing as far as me being a better mother for my child because I carried patterns from my mother and her mother into my child. So I wanted to break that. But when I moved to Chicago, it was a whole different level of self-development, of women events, of women supporting women. I'm like, where was this? Because when I was teaching, I felt supported because I had a lot of clients, but I really wasn't being fed. I was just always pouring. So that was completely new to me. And I fell in love with it. And I started studying and attending those seminars and those events is what started getting me out of my depression of losing all of my labels. And then I learned that the reason why I was so depressed is because I was so attached to my labels. And then I learned that anybody that goes through this, if your labels are gone, if you don't know who you are, you're going to hit rock bottom. You really are because you don't know the essence of you. So I started learning the essence of me and I started learning who I was. I stopped apologizing for who I was. As a matter of fact, I launched my first book called The Bitch Protocol because I speak the way I speak and I am so kind of like blunt and honest. I've always been called a bitch, always. And then I created that book specifically to help women not care about what anybody thinks. And the bitch is an acronym and it means beautiful, intelligent, talented, confident, and happy. So it is a way of like, okay, <laughs> you're going to put a label on me, then I'm going to make it mine. And I'm going to show you what a great bitch I am because I am beautiful. I am intelligent. I am talented, confident, and happy. So from there on, I kept studying and now I'm very much into behavioral patterns. I know for a fact now that what God was trying to tell me when all of this happened was, you are so much more than that. And I finally now take tally of all the women that I impacted with my dancing. And I don't remember once a woman telling me, I come to you because thanks to you, I'm a great dancer. Not once. I was always told, I come to you because thanks to you, I feel beautiful. I feel confident. <laughs> I had this woman, she was big and she couldn't even put in her slippers. So she would be all the way in the front of, of the class with a dress because that's just how big she was. And she was just always dancing. And one day she comes to me and she's like, Rosa, I just want to tell you that thanks to your classes, I can rock my hubby's world now again. Aww. And I was like, uh-uh, 
get out of my class. And she's like, why? I'm like, you don't get to have more than I do. That's not fair. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she was just laughing at me. But those were the type of impacts that I, I didn't impact them with the dancing. Mm-hmm. I impact them from the soul out. Somebody told me, Rosa, thanks to your classes, I went on a cruise and I didn't have to wait for somebody to come and ask me to dance. If I felt like dancing, I got up and I was right? dancing and I had the best time of my life. And I was like, fuck, how did I never see that before? Right. So I think that God had to stop me in my tracks to help me understand you are more than your labels. You are more than you shaking your butt. You are so much more than this and your purpose is a lot deeper. So let's go there. But it took me a while. I fought with him a lot. <laughs> Yeah, and you would, especially if that's what you've been doing for years and that's what you love. So how long did you teach dancing? Oh my God, dancing since I was 15. Well, I'm 21, so it hasn't been that long. Just, you know, six years, (laughs) six years. Yeah, about six years. (laughs) So it's been a long time. I'm going to say 20, well, I mean, I'm 45. You do the math. I mean, I'm good at shaking my ass and teaching women how to love themselves. I'm not good at math. (laughs) No, see. (laughs) So wait, when did you open the dance school? Like, when did that start? The dance studio actually was finally open on 2007 and I closed it on 2012, but I was teaching all over town at events, at golf courses, at gyms, everywhere. And as a matter of fact, it was funny because I broke through the fitness industry being 250 pounds and nobody wanted to open the door to me. And one day I walked into a dojo because they were teaching capoeira, which Mm -hmm. is martial arts, but it's kind of dancing. And I liked it because it had some type of dancing in it. And I became very good friends with the sensei's wife. Well, life happens for a reason. I didn't know that she was the one that managed the instructors Mm -hmm. and hired instructors for Gold's Gym. Wow! So I went in and she auditioned me and I couldn't even finish 20 seconds. So she's like, you're hired. Nobody had opened the doors for me at all. Once she hired me, and people started seeing what I could do, then suddenly everybody wanted a piece of me. That's (laughs) exactly how that works. Goodness gracious. Yeah, it was amazing. So you danced most of your life, and then you opened a studio, and you taught for a while, and then God was like, yep, we're going to hold off on this a bit. (laughs) So he could like redirect you and kind of send you where he wanted to go. What I think is cool about that is the whole time, you were always about empowering women. Like at one point you were like empowering women by empowering yourself. Like you didn't even know that you were helping those women to feel sexy and beautiful and empowered. So that's pretty cool. I do. And even like just the whole idea of (laughs) you being at the top of the hill and your sword, everything about that still speaks to what you're doing now. Yes. Did you realize that? Like, (laughs) Did you know that that's like kind of how that's been going? I do now. Now I do. And the dream is still huge and it's big and I know exactly how it's going to go. But that dream is not going to happen unless these women are empowered because what I have for them is scary. It's so scary for a woman that's not ready. You are not kidding. Yeah. I agree. As a woman who has been spending some time with you on a weekly basis for a little while, I completely agree. She is not kidding, (laughs) y'all. It is scary, but it's effective and it's life-changing and do it. (laughs) Do it. You don't even know what's all in there until you start answering questions about stuff and all kinds of stuff comes out. So, And it's rapid. If you really dive yourself in it, it can be so fast. You literally don't have to be suffering anymore. It can be so fast because it's very effective. It is. It is, which is We'll be sure to include all of our contact information at the end of our interview so you can reach out and find out for yourself. And I'm not just saying that to be nice. It really has been life-changing for me as well, just at different points, dealing with different stuff, especially now in my life. So we'll get to that in a minute. All right. So at this time, we'd like to give a special shout out to our title sponsor, Pump 5 Fuel Delivery Service. 
for delivering quality car service directly to our members. Our members don't go to the gas station. Our members don't have to worry about taking their card to have it detailed and leaving it there all day. And our members also don't have to worry about having to plan a special trip in their busy lives just to go and have their tires taken care of. They use our company app to schedule all those services at their convenience, and our specially trained providers will bring those services directly to their car. We deliver gas on-site, we provide tire service on-site, and we also provide auto detailing at our members' convenience. So, how does your life look? Do you have any extra time specifically to set aside for anything extra that also includes having your car taken care of? Our Pump 5 members don't, and they don't have to. So be sure to look into Pump 5. That's www.pump5.com. That's P-U-M-P-F-I-V-E.com. So our service providers can deliver our services directly to your car. Pump 5 was recorded and produced by our friends at Podcast Town. That is www.podcasttown.com. Be sure to check them out for all your podcasting needs. Thank you very much. So the bitch protocol, I love it. (laughs) It's so appropriate. It fits you so well. And that's another thing I really appreciate. Like, I think, I don't know, I feel like there's lots of coaches out here, especially women. And honestly, I'm all for that as well. I think we as women are inherently equipped to help each other out. So the fact that so many other women are like, you know what, I want to help women with this. I think it's time. I do. But I also think the consistency in you being you at every like step of the way has been refreshing. So that's cool. Keep that up. I like it. Girl, but it's so true though, because while I was trying to heal, there was a time that I wanted to be all holy and woo-woo and shit. And I was really calm, but I wasn't moving in my path. I just wasn't moving. And I was like, what's holding me back? And I'm like, oh, I'm pretending to be something I'm not. I guess I'm not holy and woo-woo and shit. <laughs> because well, sure. I am an energizer. <laughs> well, I am, but I wasn't showing up as me. I was trying to become this entity like, well, if I have this much energy and if I speak the way I speak, then I am not spiritual, right? Right. But the truth is you can be spiritual at any level and actually not everybody uses the same language. And I think what was happening is I was trying to heal so fast that I became somebody else that I wasn't and wasn't until I fell back into myself, until I came back into my body that I started writing the book. And I saw writing the book, I'm able to see, oh, wow. It's you, like you're not moving forward because you decided to leave and try something different, but this is who you really are. Now you just have to help with who you are. And it is very intimidating for some people. Not everybody will resonate with my type of language, but I am here to disrupt you because you've been too comfortable for too fucking long. So somebody's got to shake you a little bit so you can step out of that comfort zone because the truth is people call it the comfort zone, but you're not even happy in it. So how can it be comfortable? Mm -hmm. So anyway, I'll shut up. Keep going. (laughs) No, I agree. And honestly, a huge part of the reason why we're here and why the chapter next exists is for that very reason. I think like you have a plan as a kid and as a young adult, you get out of college and you have a plan for like full steam ahead and make your life all pretty according to Harvard TV or the magazine say it should look. And then you look around years later and nothing's working and it's not fitting and it doesn't make sense why it doesn't. So I think I'm really grateful that there are people around you to kind of go to the whole idea of shaking it up because I don't know, one of the things, especially now with you saying that, you know, once you started writing your book, you felt like, okay, this thing that I was doing as far as who I was, wasn't working. But as you wrote the book more and as you were able to do this thing that was actually freeing for you because you were able to figure out like who you were. Do you remember how old you were when that happened? Like approximately? I'm going to say 30. 
eight. Well, I started writing my books because I've actually collaborated with another two books before. Sure. So I think I started at 37 or 38. So it wasn't too long ago. Oh, okay. shoot, but I guess I was 21, huh? <laughs> 38 minus <laughs> so, 21 minus... We're not counting. We're not counting. So around that time, but I'll be completely honest, and I think you've experienced this yourself, writing will pull out so much crap even though you might not connect with it. And the very first book that I wrote, when I read it, I didn't even promote it. And I ain't even going to tell you the name of the book because I was so embarrassed of what a victim I was. And not because I'm embarrassed of what you're going to say, but I just couldn't believe that somebody that is so adamant about helping others couldn't even help herself. And then I went on and wrote the second book and I decided, okay, I'm not going to make the same mistake. I'm just going to be my own knight in shining armor. You could still read right through it that I was trying way too damn hard to prove myself that I wasn't broken or hurt or anything. So I will never tell you the name of that book either. <laughs> we won't find those. <laughs> <And> then, okay. <laughs> and then, oh shit. And then on the third book, which was my own book, that's sure. when I just decided to be honest. I said all of my, like, if you really want to get to know Rosa, read my book because I put all my dirty laundry there and I, I did it unapologetically. But what I did this time is, okay, so this is what I went through. This is my story. So now let's work on yours. Right. It's a workbook that you're going through along and it's only five chapters. You can read it in 20 minutes, sure. but you're not going to get anything from just reading it in 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. The point is for you to do the work. Yep. So it is. Once you start writing, that's when your actual healing begins because now you can actually get all that crap out of you. And when you read it, you're like, oh, wow. I didn't even know I was either yeah, that stuck or yeah. that hurt. You start seeing your own language right there. Mm -hmm. And the reason I asked how old you were is because I think, I don't know what the timetable is for men, but I feel like for women, once we get to just around that mid-30s, mid to upper 30s, 40 age, you just start to get really tired of the mess. You get tired of other people's crap. You get tired of your own. And it's only a good thing if you do something about it. Unfortunately, not everybody does. I mean, you'll have the people that are stubborn and it's like you just try to bury it down and pat it down and act like it doesn't exist. Whatever this person, whoever this voice, whatever this movement or desire that you want to do, you try to kind of hide it because who has time for that? You know what I mean? You have to take care of the kids and go to work and take care of everything else that's going on in life. But I think when we get to the point when we're about 40, 45, it's just the older we get, the more we just get tired of the mess, the more we get tired of trying to make things seem right and fit into this mold that we've been trying to live in and make our life appear to be. And so I wanted to mention that because I think, one, that's where most of my listeners are. You know what I mean? At that point where they're just tired of things being the way they are and they're focused more on figuring out how to fix it and make their lives look the way they want them to. But two, to let them know that there are people out there, there are resources out there that will be more than happy to help you to do that. Now, if you can get yourself a journal somewhere and sit down and figure it out on your own, great. But like the value in getting help from somebody else and just taking all the mess. Like one of the things that we had done was you had me to journal and it was actually really hard, which is interesting for me because I wasn't expecting it to be. <laughs> you know, somebody tells you, hey, yes. go journal, go write this down and write down what your experience is. I think I just felt like I should be able to just go and sit down on the couch and skip and have my coffee and just write it all out and be freed. And it was not that <laughs> way. You should come with a disclaimer, woman. <laughs> like, <laughs> look, all the bullshit's got to come out and you just got to deal with it. Oh, well, I did. I said, it's not going to be easy. <laughs> yeah, but it's not going to be easy. It's different than you may need a day or so after this is over. Like, that's something else. Go ahead. You were going to say something. 
But see, it's beautiful when you're able to sit down and journal. But see, I know how the mind works and you're going to get distracted and be like, so today I saw these Gucci shoes and this is what I wanted. No, 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 girlfriend. It's about all of your trash. It's not about all of your distractions. And that is when it's difficult and it baffles me and it hurts my heart and it makes my eyes watery to see how many women refuse to spend time with themselves, are afraid to spend time with themselves. Like why? But yet, but yet they expect everybody else's love and everybody else's acceptance and everybody else's praise when you can even fucking accept yourself or love yourself or praise yourself. So that is something that baffles me. And that is why I do what I do because it's like, girl, do you even know how powerful you are? I get a lot of men asking because some men get sick and tired of seeing all these women's movement going around. Like, why only for women? Why only for women? Well, if we're realistic, the woman, if she is happy and if she is whole and if she is healed, the waves of impact that she's going to have on her kids, on her husband, on her community, and then on her whole neighborhood and the world, it's going to be amazing. The woman. Also, because she's that powerful, even if she has an amazing man, she will destroy him, period. So let's be real. Goodness gracious. That is true. Right. So this is why I focus on women, not because I don't want to help men, because I want to help men. And also there has been instances where a healed woman will bring out the insecurities of a man and he will leave. But then at that point, she has gotten a huge upgrade. So now she's a new Mac 2.0 or whatever the new Mac Pro is, MacBook, and he wants to stay a floppy disk. Well, they're no longer compatible, right? Because now she wants a USB. So it's a self-actualization thing. And if you really care, you will do it. And to be completely honest, I can give two hoots about the women I help. I'm sorry. I care a lot more about the generations they're raising and what type of world we're going to have two or three generations from today. That is my ultimate goal. I'm not doing this for today only. I want the women to understand that if they heal themselves, they're actually healing the world for generations to come. And I really want to stress that. That is amazing, actually, and effective. I think you're starting in the right place. And there's no reason why working to help the women to heal won't do exactly that. So way to be on, way to be on track with your goal. You said earlier that like it amazes you how many women don't want to deal with their real self, I guess, or lack of a better word, their inner issues. I wonder if they even know it's there. Like, I think we just get so used to going. You know what I mean? Like until something happens that like for you, that makes you kind of sit down for a bit and work this out. You know what I mean? But I wonder if they even know, because I feel like I had all kinds of stuff that I was able to kind of work out and get taken care of. And I think a huge part of that was like getting divorced and figuring out how my life should look. Actually, it wasn't even that. I think getting divorced was also like a symptom of like just the inner stuff I had going on as far as making sure I was doing what I wanted to with my life and making my life and my future look the way I wanted it to. But I didn't even know all that stuff was there. And I think that's more, I don't know if it's like refusing to deal with what the issue is or just here again, just not being aware of the fact that there is a whole lot of mess underneath that response. Or like when we say things or when you get women that just respond negatively to things or when they're not emotionally available at all, which is, I mean, honestly, probably a little closer to what I was dealing with. Like, I think, I don't think it's, intentional. I mean, I wasn't trying to not deal with anything. <laughs> I just didn't know how much mess was there until things happened and we worked together a bit and then I had to deal with it. I agree a hundred percent. There is women that 
they don't know what they don't know. I agree 100%. But there is women, I don't know if you know a few of these, but they're always complaining. They're always looking for solutions. They're always crying. They're always talking bad about the man or they're saying the kids are driving her crazy or she hates her job. Point blank, she's unhappy. And she knows it because she's always complaining, right? right? So those are the women that two things, either she's afraid to actually face her own crap or complaining serves her a purpose. She loves being a victim because she gets the attention. She gets, oh, poor baby, you, you're right. He's an asshole. You're absolutely right all the time. There is always a purpose for everything that happens. So at the end of the show, if you allow me, I will give people something that they can start working with to even find out what they're dealing with and to see if it's even that important for them to even make a shift or not. Because I think that's a fair evaluation. If you learn how to self-evaluate to see what you're going through, and then you'll be able, once you have awareness, like I said, and you get it out and you're able to see it in front of yourself, then you can literally pick and choose from that menu what you want to change and what you don't want to change. Or maybe it's not even a big deal, or maybe it is time to get out of your own way so that you can move forward. So if it's okay, if there is time, I would love to do that for your audience. Sure. You will get the opportunity. In fact, you just kind of helped me to transition into the next little batch of questions that I had. How would you say... Like for somebody that's just riding in the car now and they're listening, how would you say to them, okay, this is how you know it's time for you to do some work? Like what are some clues or some tips, like some practical things that they can be looking for to to know, okay, it's time to kind of get some help with this or to figure out how to move on to the next step? I think the, the biggest telltale sign is while you're busy, you're okay. What happens when you're alone by yourself? Okay. Who are you missing? What are you feeling? Are you feeling abandoned? Is crap going through your head, all this negativity? And also another telltale sign is what happens when you get in front of the mirror and you're bare? No makeup, no lashes, no lipstick, no clothes, no nothing. Exactly what happens if you even dare to look at yourself for over 20 seconds? What would happen? Okay, so explore that a little bit more. Well, first off, when does that happen? Like, do we ever get a chance to just kind of be in front of the mirror bare? You know what I mean? Well, I think, for example, it would be like you get up, you get ready, you go to work. You come home, you take off your makeup, you go to bed. Me planting the seed of, do you even look at yourself? Okay. Are you even getting ready for yourself? Or are you doing it for somebody else? Describe that a little bit and kind of give our listeners a tip on how that can be something that they start to practice or something that they start to do just to kind of explore where they are. Like, what's the process for that? Perfect. So if you're willing... Ready and able, you're going to set an alarm for five minutes. And five minutes can seem like an eternity. (laughs) But you're going to set an alarm so that you're not worried about time. And you're going to go and get in front of the mirror. And you're going to take it all off. Just be there. If you're not ready to do that, then fine. Just go clothed. But eventually, you should take it all off. And just observe what happens. I know that a lot of people out there tell you, Repeat in the mirror, I am strong, I am beautiful. No, no, none of the bullshit. No, you're not ready for that. (laughs) So just look at yourself and then start observing what happens. What type of language starts speaking to you up in your brain? What feelings do you feel? Do you feel attraction to that person? Do you feel rejectful? Are you criticizing or judging yourself? Exactly what happens. And then once you're done with your five minutes, you're going to hold it. And then you're going to dump it all in on a journal. Just dump it. And make sure that when you dump it, you take a deep breath and you leave it on that journal. Don't take it with you because this is a tough exercise to do in the mornings and then you still have to go on about your day. 
but I do it this way on purpose. So you go on about your day. The biggest challenge is to stay present now because you just went through such a hard exercise, right? So just stay present throughout the day and just watch everything that happens. Allow it to happen. And then when you come home at night, when you're ready to go to bed, you look at yourself in the mirror again for five minutes. And this is now a brain dump. Everything that happened throughout the day, you're going to brain dump it. And you're going to talk about who pissed you off, how many times you hugged your horn, (laughs) how many people you flipped off. What were you reactive to? Maybe somebody made you laugh. Maybe you were happy throughout the day. And this is like the first level of getting to know yourself, getting to know why you are, how you are, and when you are. We don't even do that on a daily basis, but it's a no-brainer. You know, since we were little, we were taught how to please everybody else. We were taught everybody else's belief systems. We were taught everybody else's rules all the way through adulthood when you got your first job. So they never taught you how to spend time with yourself. And as a matter of fact, if you did, you were selfish. So this is going to be your permission ticket to be a little bit selfish and get to know yourself. And you're going to do this for seven consecutive days. Again, if you choose to take me up on this, you're committing for seven consecutive days. If you don't do it one day, you have to start the seven days over. Because at the end of the day, remember, we're here to rewire your mind and your heart, but we can't rewire if we don't know what we're rewiring. So we have to make sure that we have sufficient data to actually move forward with the change that you choose or you don't choose to make. Okay. So to sum it up, they're going to do it twice a day for five minutes. So once in the morning and then once at night before they go to bed, the goal is to write down everything they felt or whatever they experienced No, in the morning, they're writing down everything they think as they're looking at themselves. In the evening, they're writing down their day and the things that they went through in their day. And then once it's over, they're throwing it away. Once they're done for the five minutes, they just throw it away. They just leave it in the book. That book stays with you. That journal stays with you because after the seven days on the eighth day, it's going to be your reading day. You're going to go back and you're going to read. And then you'll be able to see if anything of that has already changed because you'll start transmuting right away. You'll start shifting right away because now you've been made conscious of what your subconscious is holding. Sure. So if you on Monday told 10 people to fuck off, probably by Saturday or Sunday, you're going to tell only two. Right. That is a progress. That is progress. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah, So we celebrate the little wins, but the most important win is that you're getting to know yourself and what you do. I like it. I like it. Hang on to that, y'all. And actually be sure to leave like comments, both podcast and on our Facebook page, just letting us know how that's going for you. Rosa's going to give us all a little more information so we can keep in contact with her and If you want to be able to take this any further, you'll have that opportunity. So just hang on just a bit. Before we wrap it up, Rosa, I do have a few more questions for you just to get to know a little bit more about you. I know you're only 21. So if you got the chance to go back and speak to your (laughs) 19-year-old self, what would you tell her? What would she need to hear? Let go of expectations because your expectations will never be fulfilled. So... Basically, only worry about yourself and don't expect anything from others. Accept them for who they are, not for who you want them to be. I love that. That one's good. (laughs) And then now I know with the program and the movement that you're really, that is extremely invaluable. Y'all look it up. Look her up for real. It's life changing. Was it always your plan to make this a business? Like, were you always going to become a coach? Like, when did that happen? 
Well, it happened when I made peace with the fact that I'm not going to go back to dancing and that it was not sustainable anymore because I was getting older, 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 and I wasn't getting any thinner, thinner, thinner yet. (laughs) So it came with that. And knowing that I was willing to kill myself 38 to 40 hours or 35 to 38 hours a week for my clients, knowing that I have that soul, I had to force myself to nope, just accept my new path and then just work comfortably from the comfort of my home and they could be at the comfort of their home. And yes, it had to become a business simply because I can no longer make money with the other passions. Well, sure. So at some point I have to eat too. Well, yeah. But I'll be honest, uh, usually my programs, I start them at very low until I have enough people, then I start upping the price because since I know this is a sole service that I do, it's very difficult for me to charge too much. And I also have my coaches and they're like, you don't know your worth. You don't know your value. I'm like, I know the value of what I do. I really do. But I also know that there's a lot of women that can't really get this help. So what I'm doing right now, actually, I'm launching my app where you guys will have access to free content and then also access to paid content. That way I feel good about the fact that I'm still giving back to you and I'm still helping the world heal. And also for the women that are serious and want to take it to the next level, which is usually the business women, right? That want to get to a next level and they just want to make sure they don't have any limiting beliefs that are blocking them from the next level, then that's going to be the paid content. So I'm very excited about that. I am too. Tell us more about your app. When will it be available? Well, I'm creating it myself. So I'm really (laughs) excited about that. I'm telling you I'm creative. So anything I get my hands on that I create. So if Rosa gets her shit together, it should be available within about 15 days. When she does, let's not if, when she does, she does. (laughs) Thank you. No problem. (laughs) One of the things we like to focus on here is self-care. That is just not always something we as women do naturally, even though we should. Can you tell us a little bit more about what do you do for self-care? How do you treat yourself? Like when you want to go out and have fun or celebrate yourself for doing something awesome, what do you do? How do you do that? Well, before it used to be an amazing cake or something that had to do with food. But now that I have a doctor that said, nope, you cannot do that. (laughs) I've actually had to develop a new reward system. And I am actually looking forward to finish my 30 days with this doctor. And I'm going to be going to Loom. Ooh. Yeah. So my rewards are going to be big because I know that I really hustle for them. So they are going to be big and they're going to be experiential because at the end of the day, I'm a nomad and I love experiencing things, physically experiencing things. For self-care, like I said, if I get my shit together, what I meant is that because I am on this new diet, I've been feeling a little weak. So I am allowing myself three days off from my business every week right now, which means I don't get to record as many videos for the app as I would want to. So that's what I'm saying. God willing, it'll be ready in 15 days. But the other part of self-care is if it's not ready in 15 days, I'm okay with it. I'm not going to shame myself. I'm not going to guilt myself. That is also self-care. I like it. Very good. So do you want to tell everybody else where to find you and just any products or support you're offering at this point? What type of coaching that you are available for and what information people need if they want to be able to talk to you more? Absolutely. I think the first step is if you want to learn what belief systems you're dealing with or what blocks you're dealing with because you cannot figure it out for yourself, I actually can invite you to a free call. It's going to be a free 30-minute call. So it's going to be bit.ly, so B-I-T dot L-Y, and it's going to be R-A-L-B-A 45. It's Rosa Alejandra Living Belief Assessment 45. Oh, okay. R-A, <laughs> I make things difficult. 
So bit.ly forward slash R-A-L-B as in boy, A45. So that way you can claim your first assessment. And okay. during that call, we will discover what's going on. And then from there, you'll be able to know if you really want to make that change or not. Okay. The other one that I'm going to give you, it's also bit.ly forward slash the woman up this card, B-I-Z and then card. Awesome. I know it's got your Instagram and your Facebook and all your other contact information there. Yes, it has my clubhouse. It has the podcast. It has anything and everything that's happening that week. This gets updated weekly. So you will always be on the note of what's coming. Awesome. And one last question before we sign out. Say you find yourself with those five minutes and you see a woman who just needs to hear what you have to say. I guess one of my first questions is, because I know you said if you want to do the work, which is so important, you have to want to do the work. But if you did, you just saw a woman and you could tell that she needed some kind of support. What would you say to her? What's something that we as women definitely need to focus and say a little bit more to each other? Or you, what does Rosa need to say? You don't have to like, (laughs) it doesn't have to be this big life-changing proclamation of all of womanhood. Like what's something that you would say just to remind somebody that to be encouraged and that she rocks? Well, that's just it. I'm a little different. (laughs) Awesome. Bring it. So if I see you struggling and you give me a glance that you want me in that space, more than likely, you know, the first thing I want to do is find out what's going on. And the second thing I'm going to do is ask you, what excuses are you making? So that's what I'm saying. I'm a little bit different. I'm not this person that's going to be, oh, poor baby, you, you're right. No, honey. What excuses are you making? What are you allowing in your life? What are you willing to not allow in your life anymore? And then from that point, then I can help you or then you can be helped. Because staying in that victimhood will never allow you to be helped. And the other thing, if it's okay to add, you mentioned something about if you can journal by yourself, it would be great. But when you get help, you know, it works in a different way. It's very true. You can journal and try. Trust me, you can because I did it. But it's going to take you about six, seven years. (laughs) But you can journal and do the self-healing on your own. But the problem is that when you get stuck, you only have your perspective to look back on and your perspective is what's gotten you for you to be who you are right now. So you definitely want to be surrounded by other perspectives that are going to help you get out of that box when you get stuck and be okay with that. Be okay with being told what you need to hear and not what you want to hear. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Very good. Well, that is all we have. Those are all my questions for now. I do want to thank you again for joining us here on the Chapter Next podcast. I think a huge part of walking into the next chapter of your life with confidence and just by being freed from the burden of all the mess that we have allowed our lives and our mind and our subconscious to kind of accumulate is facing it and dealing with it. And I think the way you help people to do that is spectacular. And I'm sincerely hoping that all the women that are out there that are listening will be able to hear their own lives and their own story and just the way you've been able to share and and will be eager to reach out to you. So thanks for joining us today on the Chapter Next podcast. And we hope you have a great day. Thank you very much. Hello, ladies. So if you'll remember one of the earlier episodes when I was sharing my experience with just transitioning from working full time for someone else and starting my own business as a business owner, one of the things that I was doing was I was a serial entrepreneur, meaning I was delivering just about everything. I was delivering people, packages, food, all kinds of stuff. 
But one of the experiences that stuck out to me the most was I was a driver for Lyft, I was an independent contractor for them, and I was also an independent contractor for DoorDash. And the reason I'm mentioning this to you is because I know one of the concerns people that are transitioning have is I just don't have enough money. I can't pay for this or I don't have any extra money in my world to do whatever this other thing is. And so I would like to encourage you to consider Lyft or DoorDash as a side hustle or just something to do on the side. So I'm going to post a link in the show notes. I know right now there's always different promotions that they're having. Right now, if you start driving in my area, you can get up to an $800 bonus for being a Lyft driver. Or if you want to deliver for DoorDash, they offer bonuses as well. So I'm going to include the links for both of those options in the show notes. Feel free to go and look them over, review them, and see if that's something that's interesting to you. If you decide to do it, great. Tell them to leave the you if you decide not to and that, that those things are not for you. Just do a little more research and see what different gigs or different like side jobs that you could do for a little extra money or to free up a little more time that may be available to you. So thank you all again for listening. I am Talithia Thompson, a mom, a grandma, a serial entrepreneur, just doing my best to make this next chapter of my life the best chapter of my life on purpose. Oh, 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 oh,